Hello, welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia. <laughs> These are the facts of my life. Um, so before I introduce uh, our guest for the evening or the afternoon, I want to say that you guys need to be subscribed to this show um, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And, um, what is it? It's another one that I'm missing. SoundCloud. <laughs> That's the main one. And, um, yeah, and I also want to say, I know the last episode I talked about lessons. And so, this kind of is going to be about lessons, but more so about the journey to get to the lessons, okay? So, bear with me. Um... And yeah, all right, you ready to introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Jaquelia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be following by Jax. That's it? Follow me on Instagram, underscore Jax in the box. She's not going to follow you guys back, so. I will, if you're interested. <laughs> I'm boring though, so don't think you're getting lots of pictures from me. Right, okay. So, um, as the year comes to an end, you know, I know everybody is doing, like, recap episodes, probably of the year or whatever. So, like, I mean, we're kind of going to be doing that, but it's going to be, you know, about our years in Houston. Mm -hmm. So, if you guys don't really know, um, I know I have some new listeners, so I moved here in August of 2016 and when I moved here I moved in I moved here with Jackie so Jackie was here first um so I will let her talk about shit her experience in Houston and um how she's grown and you know since she's a guest I'll let her go first so yeah um, I think the transition to Houston, one, it was it was loosely planned. I didn't think that, like, moving here was something I was actually going to follow through with. I had just gotten out of a breakup, um, and I knew if I didn't move to, if I didn't move to Texas, then I was going to go back with him. So, you know, I asked someone to quit their job, and they packed up their car, picked me up, and we drove to Texas. And I think I really struggled my first year here. One, because I didn't really want to be here. Two, I was struggling with the fact of, like, starting over in a new place, not having any friends. I'm not that social, so, like, it was a hard adjustment for me. Um, I didn't have a great relationship with my mother, and I thought that, like, maybe moving here would change that. And... I think it brought a lot of things to light that I had suppressed throughout, you know. So my... they were here first, right? Yeah, they've been here like 10 years. 10? Yeah, they've been here. It has not been 10 years. It's going. It's either 8 to 10 years they've been here. Wow, Because they crazy. moved here, I don't know, when, like, when I was in college. Before... 2012, right? No. 2011? 2000 either, all right, so I went to, I was a freshman in 2009, 
So yeah, like 2011. Okay. So eight to ten years. Oh wow, wow! It doesn't feel like that. It it's doesn't crazy. feel that long. Yeah. But I've been here four years, and they were here for a minute before I moved here. Right. So um, I don't know. I thought like it was going to, and I have family here. So like my brothers are here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of cousins in Texas. So I just thought it was going to be um. I thought it was just going to be, I pictured it to be, like, a big family reunion, and we were all going to, like, love each other and grow, but I think there was a lot of, like, suppressed things that had happened throughout my childhood that was just coming up, and I wasn't in a safe space to process through it, but I had said, all right, if I hated it after a year, I was going to leave, and literally at my year mark, I had, like, the biggest fallout with someone and I moved into my own place, and then I was forced to, like, stay. make... Yeah, I was forced to stay. I was forced to make friends. I was making great money. So life really, like, changed after that. I think once that year mark happened and, like, I had the fallout, I think things looked up for me from there. I started going out. I had a social life. I was, like, doing a little trips. I felt like a real adult. I started drinking again. <laughs> In a safe way, but um, because I had taken a break because I was drinking a lot, so I took a break and then I started drinking again, but like in a safe, social, fun way. Um, I had quit smoking weed, and I know I was living my best life, and so I think the transition was really difficult for me the first year, and then after that, I was able to like get on my feet and um, really start to work on myself. And last year, I moved. So, what does that look like? Um. Like, versus working on yourself in Connecticut and then working on yourself here in Well, everyone, everyone made excuses for me. No one, like, <laughs> no one was upset, like, if I was being rude or a bitch or if I was depressed and pulled away. No one, like, ever questioned because it's always been who I was. Mm-hmm. And this, and I, there was already a picture painted for me back home. So, like, I didn't have to, like, work on a different narrative. Even if I wasn't that person anymore, it didn't matter. But when I came here, I had a chance to say, like, this is who I want to be. And these people don't fucking know me, so I can literally be whoever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I made new friends, it became evident that they weren't going to deal with the same <laughs> shit my friends and family had dealt with back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the last year, after I moved out of Houston, I moved to this little city called Waco because I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you quit? Did we talk about this before? About why you were quitting? But I think, because like before you move, I think we did talk about like you moving, but I don't think you said why. I was just really depressed mm-hmm. and my drinking had got really bad. And I was just always sad. I was crying before I went to work. I mean, the money at Cisco was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I had weekends off and I had flexibility and time off. Mm-hmm. But I was so depressed and I was so mean to the people I worked with. I would belittle my management. It just wasn't a good fit for me. And I felt like I was ashamed that I was staying at a place I hated because the money was so good. Mm-hmm. Because I don't. I, I, that's not who I want to be. And my degree's in social work, so I at least wanted to follow that. But I was so committed to the consistent paychecks that I put my dreams on hold. Um, Comfortability. So, yeah. Way too comfortable sometimes. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, finances, because I didn't grow up 
living lavishly. You know, my mom was a single mom, teen with two kids. We struggled. And so when I got to a place as an adult where I had great income that was consistent, I was scared to let that go. But the opportunity presented itself where I could quit. And so I moved to Waco. And <laughs> I started my life over. I'm in social work. I go to therapy. I have some really good friends. I stopped drinking as much. Um, I'm able to save. My hair is flourishing. I'm growing it out, and I'm almost natural. And today's the key is going to help me cut the rest off. So it's I think great. It looks great. Thank you. I think I'm just like in a much better place, especially because I in Waco I literally had no one. Mm-hmm. You know, I only knew one person moving there. So <laughs> this girl is jokes, bro. My life's a joke. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Houston, when I think of, like, my move to Houston, it's been nothing but, like, growth and pushing myself outside of the comfort zone and really forcing myself to face things that I become comfortable with in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be a better version of myself. I want to continue to evolve. And that means challenging myself in ways I hadn't. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, you're learning and you're growing. Mm, and you're you. a new person. I try. Can you feel a brand new day? Can you? I don't know that song. song. <laughs> oh, she didn't watch. That was on The Wiz. I've Did never seen The Wiz. Wiz? I hate oh musicals. Gosh. I fucking, any movie where they sing... The Grey's Anatomy. I literally committed for like five seasons, and then they had one episode where they sang. I have not watched it since. <laughs> that I, episode was terrible. I turned it off. But um, I hate musicals. No, The Wiz. I I really like the, and I think I really like The Wiz because like um. That's a black version of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Okay. So I went to dancing school, and you know, every year for the recital they had different themes. So one year was The Wiz, and so. Like, I did really well that year because, like, um, I don't know if I danced off that song in particular, but I know we did Ease On Down The Road. And I probably was, like, in the front or second row. So it's like, when you in the front or second row, like, <laughs> you know, you killing shit out here. Gotcha. Whatever, you know? I so love it. It was, like, a really big production. So I don't know. I, I really like. And I, and I also, like, when it comes to musicals and, you know, plays and stuff, like, I'm really interested in, like, you know, the transitions, the choreography, the colors, and all that stuff, because, like, I've been in recitals and plays and all that shit. But anyway, I actually did The Wiz in high school, too. I forgot about that. Because I was in um, the drama club, so I I played in The Wiz, too. I don't remember my role, but... Have you joined another dance group here? Have you been able to find one? I know this is Um, off topic, but I know that was something that was important to you, and then you were going to some that were pretty trash. Yeah, so I, I joined, it was like a little dance hall group, but the, all the girls were like super young, and then it was just like the girl, like, and they're super young, and they're like either in school, they probably only working part-time or some shit, so it's like they have more flexibility to just pop up and go to events and stuff, and like gotcha. the lady that was running it, she just was not, she, I don't think she took into consideration like look girl I got a full time job yeah, and I can't just be showing up at the last minute and all that shit but anyway um, and then I started going to um, this African class and I was going what was it last year I think it was like 
Is that the one that was $10 class? Yeah, and then I had stopped because, like, life just got the best of me. And I actually went recently, um, like, a couple months ago, and it was really good. But then she she stops for the holidays, and then she starts gotcha. again in, um, what is it, in the, in the new year, in January, probably. I don't know. So, yeah, um, I want to go back when she starts them up. But, all right, let's get into my journey here because my journey is like super duper interesting like I feel like Houston almost broke a bitch you Mm. feel me like I really okay so let's start from the beginning like you know if you don't know me and Jackie we met in college Mm -hmm. our freshman year 2009 2009 like that's crazy right she didn't like me at first. Because you're rude. <laughs> and you judge me for knowing this lyrics to Drake. <laughs> you always remember yeah, no, that. I don't fuck with Drake. So, <laughs> you know, that's how we bonded over Drake. <laughs> how ironic. But, um, okay, so we met freshman year. You know, we remained friends. And um, so, y'all know I graduated in 2015. And I found a job working at Verizon, and there's it's no secret to anybody. Like, I've been working in call centers ever since I've graduated. Well, up until now. But um, the money was good at Verizon, yeah. too. Like, I was making some good-ass money. Like And they give you guys shit. I yeah. ain't never worked anywhere where niggas was giving me shit. Right. They gave us Just a for showing fit, up. Right. They gave us a Fitbit. I, have, I still... No, I don't have that speaker anymore. I had a speaker. Um... They would give us money just for working overtime. So, like, we would get Visa gift cards for working overtime. Like, Sign me on up. top of the Sign overtime day, you know? So, anyway, you know, I was making good money, but, like, Jackie, I was super depressed, like, because working in a call center is just not an easy job. Like, you're, I'm getting cursed out pretty much all day. And I feel like if you don't really have control over your emotions, then you are going to allow these interactions to get the best of you. And that's what happened to me, you know? Like, so I was coming home every day miserable as fuck. Like, I would not talk to anybody, like my mom or my brother. I would just go straight to sleep. And then, like, when my shift changed at work, I would be sleeping in, like, because I got off at 11. But I would be sleeping in till like, 2 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Like, it did not matter. So, um, you know, I came to visit Houston, like, December 2015, because, you know, I had money to blow at the time, so I could travel a little bit. Um, I came to visit, and, like, I didn't really get to, like, experience experience it, because, like, we went to Austin that weekend, remember? So it was, like, really short. No, 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 that's the weekend we went to the strip club. Yeah, and but it just went by super fast. Yeah, nigga, because like, you wanted to do. It was rain. I want y'all to understand. I do not go out that much. And it was raining, and Zakia's like, okay, what are we doing next? So I'm like, bitch, I want to nap. I want to relax. You just, it was a it was a crazy, like, it felt like it was nonstop the entire weekend. Yeah, I and felt like it went by super fast. But that's funny, because, like, now when people visit, I'd be like, look, I need a nap. No, <laughs> you don't get that luxury, because you was not. <laughs> that's funny as hell. But, yeah, so I, I didn't really, I didn't feel, I was like, okay, like, I like this place, whatever. Then I came back a second time, and then that's when I made the decision. I was like, I need to do something, because, like, I had broke up with my boyfriend in March of 2016, and, like, it wasn't a bad breakup, but it was just, like, 
I think I was just going through a transition period where I just knew, like, I wanted, I couldn't verbally say it, but, like, I knew I wanted stability in my relationships if I was going to be dating. And I wanted to eventually get married and have children. So this was, like, my first kind of adult-adult relationship. Mm. And I felt like I wasn't really getting that. So, like, you know, we broke up. I mean, we're still cool now, but it wasn't a bad breakup. But anyway, you know, I just felt like I broke up. I don't got no man. I ain't got no children. Mm-hmm. I saved my money, and I moved me and my other best friend. We, I packed up my car, and we drove here to Houston. And, like, I think my first six months, it was a, it was a little hectic for me. Like, my first couple months here, like, I was going out pretty much every weekend because, like, I didn't have a job at the time. You were living your best life, definitely. Living, I was living reckless. I was living dangerously. Like, for real, for real. But, um, pretty much going out all the time. Like, Even during the week, and I think, girl, <laughs> I can't keep up. No, but I didn't have a job. Like, the first month and a half I was here, right? It was about the first month and a half, so I was going out, you know, meeting guys or whatever, having sex, drinking. Um, That's so funny. And one of my other ex-boyfriends, he lives out here, and I got a flat tire in his car. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that he didn't make me pay for it. That shit would have cost me. That girl. shit would have cost me a whole, a pretty penny, and I would have been like, it is crazy because. Weren't you not even supposed to drive it? I, technically, he didn't say I couldn't. <laughs> he never said that I couldn't drive the car. But I he never it. asked me to take him to the airport since then. Like, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. But, um, so, yeah, I was, I was living a little dangerously. And, you know, I had found a job at the call cent- another call center. Didn't do well there. Got fired. Um, and then... Uh, my roommate kicked me out basically because I was smoking weed. <laughs> I just didn't understand why you would smoke. This is the thing with Yuzuki. Like, you want to do whatever you want to do. I do. And the thing was, like, she just didn't want you smoking weed. And I remember what you were telling me. And I was like, didn't she ask you not to do that? Like, why is that? You're like, why open the window? It shouldn't be that big of a deal. And I'm like, okay. That is funny. But I was talking to this guy, and that like that's when I had like really started to get reintroduced to weed again. Mm-hmm. Like, and mind you, I was dating from Tinder too. I haven't used it yet, but I used Soul Swipe. I used I Okay no Cupid. Or Okay Cupid. I just used. Tinder. I mean, guys are dumb, but I think it's like free dates, free drinks. Yeah, I'm good off that now. I don't do that shit no more. But um. But at the time, like, I was talking to this guy, like, and he pretty much reintroduced me to weed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and so whenever we hung out, we would be smoking. I didn't have to pay for no weed. So I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm smoking. The sex was bomb. Um, and, yeah. So then I got fired, got kicked out, had a movement with Jackie's parents. And I tried to strip. I tried to strip. <laughs> And I did it for one day, and I just realized that I was not about that life. And it's so funny because, like, the the day before I think I went to actually do it, like, I was going around the strip clubs just to see, like, you know, where could I go, where could I apply, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
and like this one club I went to, obviously on the north side. The north side is ratchet as hell. It's a little ratchet. A little ratchet. No, it's a lot of ratchet. But so I went to the north side, and then this one club I was at, the guy was like, it was a security guard outside. He was just talking to me. He was like, you sure this is what you want to do? Mm. And I was like, yeah, like, I need the money or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you know, he was like, be careful because, like, once you get into this life, it's hard to get out of this mm-hmm. life or whatever. And I was just like, when he was telling me that, I was like, that's not going to be me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then when I went in the club on that Friday afternoon, like, I could just see how easy it is to be sucked into mm. this life because it's fast money. Um, and then the club that I was at, it was a hole in the wall club, you know, and the girls are fucking in the middle of the fucking goddamn dance floor. Um, they're doing drugs, they're prostituting, they're selling their, and it's like, get it how you live, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm just not built like that, you know, like, and mind you, I come from the hood and the ghetto, you know, but it's just like... My mother just didn't raise me to be in that life, but <clears throat> I can see with the other girls, it's like, they really don't have no other choice. Well, I mean, you do have a choice, I should say. You do have a choice to strip or not to strip, but, like, I just felt like my back was against the wall, and I didn't get no unemployment. I had ran out of savings, so I just felt like this is what I had to do, but... um I'm really grateful that I made the decision not to go back Hmm. because I just felt like, oh, shit, like, this could be, it could go one or two ways, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I could end up dead because, like, one of the girls, I remember she was just like, yeah, I'm about to go outside and, um, you know, talk to a trick or whatever. So she'd get some money, you know? But it's like... You go outside with this guy, and you may never return, you yeah. know? Like, you could overdose on drugs, and, like, the guys that were running the club, it's like they have no respect for you. Mm. They don't They don't really care. Like, they act like they do. And I noticed that out here, I get pimpy vibes from niggas out here. Like, Definitely pimpy vibes. Pimpy-ass vibes. And so, like... That's another thing that the security guard was telling me. He was like, yeah, like, they're going to want to pimp you out. And um, because they're, they're going to be offering you all this stuff. Like, they'll pay for your rent. You know, they'll pay for your car, all this other stuff or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm just really grateful that I got out that life. I found another job. Quit that job. <laughs> because this was, this is around... Um, March of this year, I quit that job. Mm-hmm. You started working in August, right? Yeah, August, and I quit in March um, because, like, Jackie was telling, was just saying, like, I was going to work crying, like, literally mm-hmm. every day. And now that I'm at where I'm at, like, I know that when you're in these emotional phases in your life, like, you just have to understand that these things will pass. And, you know, I've talked about this before multiple times. Like, you have to just do things throughout your day so that, you know, something difficult does come up, you are better equipped to handle it, you know? So, like, 
when I was, and it's crazy because at the time I was going to therapy and my therapist was like telling me all these things that I should be doing so that I don't get to this point of where I'm like crying every day and all this other stuff or whatever. But like, I just felt like I couldn't handle it. I thought I was going to be a little entrepreneur in two months or whatever. And it just didn't work out that way. But I say all that to say this, like, you know, I be looking back and I think people think like when you move to another city, like when you move out of your city, like people think that it's easy, you know? And mind you, like I do have family here too. Like I have cousins here, but they're not like my first cousins or anything like that or close cousins. So like my mom, my immediate family, everybody's back home. So like the only real support system I have is friends, like people that I met out here, Jackie and her family. But people think like, it's just not an easy journey. Like, no. you know, you're literally away from your family. It's not like I could drive down the street to my mom's house. Mm. And um, and then you're learning about yourself. Learning about things that you didn't know about yourself. Like, I was fortunate enough to meet this guy last year. And, you know, from our relationship, like you said, like, there's things that I've done with friends that he just will not allow me to do or say mm-hmm. or act. And I never had that before. So it's like that relationship has forced me to grow as a person, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter. And mind you, I'm still working on like, <laughs> yeah, we're always it's a work, a in, work progress. in progress. Yep. Like every day, bro. Like I had an episode last week where I was super. <laughs> I was super emotional, and I'm like, and I I have to work on this too, where it's like, I be having really good days, like, these past couple months, I've been good, bro, this past week, I'm like, damn, like, I've been doing so good, and then I just blow up. Do you think that there's something that, like, triggers it, or, like, could you say, I was on my period, that was the big trigger. Gotcha. (laughs) The the main reason why. I was tripping like how I was tripping. Because, like, usually, like, if I feel like, you know, I'm about to take it there, I just won't say anything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm working on not saying anything mm-hmm. at all. But last week, I just was feeling, you know, I was feeling bucked. And I felt like, you know, <laughs> no, I could, I could I get my shit off or whatever. But it just didn't work out in my favor. It's never going <laughs> to work out in my favor. <laughs> it never works out. It never works out in my favor. It never does. And I know we've, like, had lots of conversations about, like, because that's what I do. Like, I I no longer, because, like, because my family is so, like, they want to provoke you. And then when you give them the reaction they're seeking, now now you the bitch. Now right. you the, oh, like, you're disrespectful. Right. So I've just, like, gotten to a point, And I'm not perfect because it's a little crazy sometimes. But for the most part, and we've talked about, like, I just keep things to myself because if I say what I'm going to say, I promise I'm not going to apologize because I really meant that. Now, how that made you feel, that's on you, and I could have worded it differently, but that is how I genuinely feel. 
But to not even get to that point, I would prefer... Because even you and I, like, <laughs> we ain't... We've been friends forever, so, like, you know, like, when I'm being crazy, when you're being crazy, I don't give a fuck because we're going to be friends again and right. we're going to talk about it and grow from it. But, like, it, it's easy if you just think, you know what? You you got it. You know what? You, got, you won. <laughs> Y'all won. I'm over it. And then come back because if you react off of emotion... Ain't no telling. Right. You could say anything, and it's like, I'm also learning that, you know, your emotions are, are going to change. Like, they're yeah. always going to change. Their only emotion is either 60 seconds or 90 seconds that emotions last. It, you only feel an emotion for, like, it's 60 or 90 seconds. And then if you continue to feel it after that, it's because you're feeding into it, which yeah. I thought is a really interesting because, bitch, I will be sad. If I'm sad, I will sit in that sadness for days, weeks. Right. Or if I'm mad, I will I will just keep thinking of the incident and just making myself hotter and hotter until I snap. Right, because it's like, it's, it's your thoughts that are, you know, like you just said, like you're just constantly thinking mm-hmm. about this one thing. And it's like, at the end of the day, it does not even fucking matter. Like, it, it do not matter. And, like, you know, again, it's going to take you some time to fully be like, okay. Like, I was just saying, like, on Twitter, like, I think I'm down to, like, I feel like a week of being emotional. And, like, before... A month or, like, a year? No, I'm saying, like, holding on to an emotion. I think I'm down to a week. And, like, my goal is to either bring it down to four days, a day. Like, just take it one step at a time because, like... After I'm, it's over with and done with, I'd be like, Zakiya, really? Did you really have to do all that? Did you have to say all that? Did you have to act that way? Do the most for the least. But once you start being crazy, once I'm there, I'm committed. (laughs) Ain't no backtracking, bitch. I'm going now. I'm gonna give you what you've been looking for. Right, but it, it ain't just fun. Don't work out like it ain't fun afterwards. You gotta sit there awkwardly. Right. And nah, be like, I'm, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was being crazy because I had to do that. This I have. I always have to fucking apologize. Like, and I'm just accepting the fact that I just I have to apologize. You know? I love it. Acknowledge but, it because at least like. That's just acknowledge. Acknowledge that you were doing a lot. Right. And we move forward. Right. Um, but another thing I also wanted to say about like moving, um, I also want to touch on because like people ask me all the time, like people that move here, dating in Houston. So I will start first. My dating experience has been. Interesting. So, and because, like, I, partly is because, like, I did the online dating. And then I did, like, you know, the in-person thing or whatever. But, like, it's just been, I don't know, either the, the men out here, they want to be in a full-blown relationship after two weeks. Or they want to be your friend. And I don't do that friend shit. I'm not saying I don't do the friendship. Like, we should be friends, but, like... Don't be my nigga and try to be my friend. Right. Like, either you're going to be my nigga or you're going to be someone I kick you with. Right. And then there's no in-between. Right, but they don't get that. No. And so, like, I'm currently in a situation where it's like... (laughs) This is the story of my life, bro. Like, because when I... And I'm trying to get, well, this is how I am, but, like... 
I know how. <laughs> I love that. That's how I am. But I know how, like, when I get serious, it's just like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I'm not, I didn't come here to play with you. Uh-huh. And, like, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, moving fast. But, okay, so another thing I'll say about the dating, too, is, like, um, don't, I would say, go to networking events. If you're moving to a new city, I would prefer you go to networking events than doing online dating because online dating for me just has not been successful in my in my opinion it's just not because it's like even though you're meeting somebody in person they're a stranger but it's like people could be anybody on the internet what do you pray for at night and what is that's your... a lot that's a little intrusive why the prayer thing what do you pray about I don't, i'm not talking about that on the first date i'm not asking you for i'm not saying like actually i do want to know I want to know if you're praying about, one, if you even do, because I want our values and our ethics to align. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, okay, are you just praying, you know, God is great, God is good, thank you for everything. Are you (laughs) saying, like, I'm praying for the people that are, you know, Syrian refugees, or I'm praying Mm -hmm. for, like, friends and family that are, like, going through a hard time. Are you just praying for materialistic things, or do your prayers consist of... Thoughts and prayers for the people that are in you, like people that you love, things that are greater than you. Because I saw this quote, and it was like, "If what happens if you woke up today and only had the things you prayed for?" So, like, I always like pray over my friend's health, and I want to make sure that my friends are doing okay. My friends, family, loved ones, people I don't even know in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious. Um, I guess that's. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like talking about that on the first date. Like When do you ask about that? I don't know. I really don't know when you when that question comes up. Um I re- that's an interesting. And maybe you can say like, I don't feel safe I've... like sharing the specifics, but here is a general overview of what it looks like. I don't feel comfortable telling you the details of what my prayer looks like, but here's an overview. Yeah. I'd be accepting of that. It's been a year since I've been on a first date, so... I love dating. Dating's fun. I had a great... So I've dated two people in Houston. One nigga I met in a strip club. Love that nigga. And the other nigga I met at, like, a, a, like a shindig, a little kickback. A and kickback. Nothing crazy, something like... And they were, like... I've had... It's been fun. I've... I think that dating in the South looks a lot different than dating up North because they're, it's culturally and socially different in the South. And right. I don't always fit the norm of like what they may expect as a woman. And not to say that all people from Texas are closed-minded, but I think the men that I have met have this idea of like, this is what a woman's role looks like and this is what their... This is how they should act. This is what they should do. This is kind of what they should think along the lines of their role in a man's life, in, you know, in society. And I think I struggled a lot with that because... Oh, girl, 
I'm loud, I'm aggressive, I'm both verbally and sometimes I'm physically aggressive and I'm gonna call you on your shit and I wanna be transparent. I think my biggest thing is like, I'm so motherfucking loud and niggas is just not, that's been like the biggest complaint, but also like, I'm not going to bend to stroke your ego. I'm not, I'm, I can't do that. I can love on you and support you and whatever that looks like, but I'm not about to like, sit here and make you feel like you're the man, manliest man in the world or whatever to make you feel good. I just That's funny because, like, I, I struggle with this. Well, it's been a challenge for me when it comes to that, too, because, like, back home, like, just looking back on all the serious relationships I've had, like, it's never been a traditional man and woman relationship, you know? Like, it was pretty much I got my way pretty much all the time, the majority of the time, like, there was, I can't really think of a time where niggas told me no, mm-hmm. you know, um, or I had to ask for something, um, or, if, um, sometimes they would just get stuff for me, you mm-hmm. know, like, whether it was something that I needed or I wanted, you know, and now, like, dating in Houston, like, there have been a, a couple of guys where I felt like I could do that too, but, like, now, like, the situation that I'm in now, like, I just know that's not going down, and it's funny, because, like, I watched this video, um, I saw this video clip on Twitter, and it was this lady, I, I can't remember, um, this sister's name, but she was talking about, um, when it comes to, you know, dating a guy, like, if you're not, and I know, you know, everybody feels differently, but it's like, if you're not gonna get with the program, then you just need to leave him, mm-hmm. you know, and, I'm, now that I'm at where I'm at as far as, like, you know, going to the temple and stuff, like, I understand why that there is a traditional man and woman, you know, roles because God created us to have different roles in nature, whether we're humans, dogs, cats, lions, it's like that's just what it is like and I feel like a lot of the times we go against nature because women we just want things to go our way and we want what we want and that's it and it's like that may not always be what we need necessarily you know so and I know how you feel about that but (laughs) I'm I'm letting you like in everyone's perspective or relationships look different so no I'm still learning but I'm just thinking about like the relationships that I had back home like where like my last relationship for example like there was no you know real this is what we like there was no real leading no I agree in our in the relationship it was just like you know we're just hanging out and if I don't want to do this and I'm not going to do it you know it wasn't like okay what are we doing to move forward together like this is what I want to do um this aligns with your goals and your values or whatever the case is but it was never like okay Zakia you said you wanted to save some money um but then you allow then we go and then you taking me to the mall actually take me to the mall you know like I feel like there should be a sort of a balance when it comes to that. But, like, like you said, like, I struggle with that, too. Like, the situation that I'm in, like, when we first met, 
I remember, like, we went to the grocery store, and I was dancing in the grocery store. He was like, Zakia, do you really need to be doing all of that? And I was like, what? I'm just having fun. I'm just being myself. Like, and uh-huh. he just was not with it. And, like, I would be mad loud, and he would be like, do you really have to be that loud? And I'm like, this is how we talk back home like I'm just a naturally loud, loud person. person you know like and my family is freaking loud yep. you know like that's just the life that I'm used to and like I've had to tone it down a little bit you know and not a hundred percent like I'm not toning it down a hundred percent but you know like I have had to tone it down because like you know, if you meet, like, a man out here that's really, like, you know, masculine or wants to be the leader in your relationship and your family or whatever, it's just certain shit that they're just not going to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you either have to be okay with that or not okay with that. And, like, it's it's a challenge for me sometimes, you know, because, like, I want to say what the fuck I want to say. Mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do. But... If, you know, if it, if this is somebody I want to be with and, you know, our morals and our values align together and I want a family with this person, then there are certain things I just don't need to be saying and doing if I want this to be healthy. Because it's like, if there's a constant power struggle, like, how is it going to work if I'm trying to be the man in a relationship, too, you know? But what does that look... Because, like, and this is, like, what I struggle with of, like, these are specific roles that, like, as a... Like, you're saying, like, if you are struggling to, like, be the man in the relationship, like, what does that look like to you specifically? Because I don't think... Like, questioning everything that they're doing. And I feel like it has a lot to do with trust, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if you say that you're you're going to be the leader, you're going to be the protector of my family, I mean, our, our family or whatever the case is, then if you go out and you look at houses without me. Like, I should trust you enough to know that you're going to have all of our in- our best interests at heart. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, it doesn't necessarily, like... So, like, big decisions you feel like trusting and knowing that they're going to make a decision that it's gonna benefits everybody. It's going to benefit everybody, you know? So, or, like, I don't know. I mean... I shouldn't say the grocery store, like, no, I ain't trusting nobody. I, think, I ain't trusting... I ain't trusting a fucking car full of snacks and shit. I'm <laughs> right, yeah, like that, no. But it's like, if, you know... Because I feel like you... I remember you telling me this, like, we was talking about this briefly. Because, like, I really didn't understand. I wasn't really dating. Well, I didn't have a boyfriend. Well, I don't have a boyfriend now, but... I remember you telling me, like, and I'm going to leave names out. But, appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you for being a real nigga. But you said something to the fact that, yeah, like y'all were saving or something, and um, he asked you if he could buy a TV or something like that. Or you, I forgot, I can't remember. But I was like, why the fuck? Why you gotta ask him? You know, like if you could do this or whatever. And I didn't really understand it, but it's like. If you guys are in a relationship together mm-hmm. and you guys are working together to for a common goal, mm-hmm. then you guys need to have those conversations. Or you need to say, hey, is it okay if I do this? But it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, I got to ask my nigga before yeah, I Yeah, and I think that's what people, because, like, it's not so much of, like, I'm... 
And I think, like, I agree. Like, if I am going to commit to you, you need to be able to lead the family. Right. And I want you to be able to lead in a way that benefits us all and that you are, you die to self for me. Right. You know, you die to self for if we decide to have kids or whatever, like, you become selfless because you want to give so much to the family, make sure that we're understanding, that we're protected. So I definitely agree with that. But what leadership looks like for everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And so when I am in a relationship, like, you, the person I'm with, he knows that, like, money is such a big thing to me because I grew up not having a lot. So I am really fucking weird about my money. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful that, like, the nigga makes way more than I do. And that's cool. Like, I respect that. And I'm not in your pockets. I do the budget after bills are said and done. And I, like, go over his bills. I go over our bills. And after the budget's said and done, that's your fucking money. Mm-hmm. But I respect that, like, if something big is going to be done. I mean, the nigga went and bought a fucking TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he spent. I didn't want to see it. But he came home with a new Apple Watch for me, so I ain't talking shit. Mm-hmm. But also, like... If, say, he can, like, buy a a new car or something, like, those are things we discuss. Because even if it's your money, it's something that's going to affect the both of us. And in the long run, like, yeah, we do want to save. And we want to, you know, be financially independent and get out of debt. And so I trust that you're going to make these decisions, but we're going to talk about them together when it's a huge decision. No, I I understand. Like, yeah, we could talk about it together. But, like, like, yeah, I want you to allow me to have my input on if we're going to get a new car or whatever like you know we should get a truck or we should get a jeep but it's like when you go to get the truck or a jeep don't begin some shit that's gonna be breaking down every five minutes you get what i'm trying to say no like, no things like that, that should piss you, me off yeah like, if you go to get a, if we go to get a house don't get a fucking house that got holes in the roof for some shit. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm going to trust that you're going to make a decision. And leadership meaning, like, holding us accountable. Because right. I'm going to do the same thing, and I'm going to... I'm i the motherfucking table. You don't have to worry, because if a nigga ever leave me, I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm never in a position where, like, I'm fully dependent, and I... No. I bring the motherfucking table. I'm good on my own. You were an addition to me, and I pray that I'm the same to you because I don't want a nigga that's going to depend on me in any way, shape, or form. But when I say lead, like, I want you to be the spiritual leader in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I want you to be the financial leader. Even though I'm weird about money, I want us to both be solid on the fact of what our goals are. But I'm a little crazy. I want you to be able to say, like, Jaquelia, we said that we were going to do this. Why are you spending $100 at the local bar getting drunk, you know, on a Friday night? Right. Maybe I can do 50 or just, like, things like that. I want leadership in so many different ways, but those are things. And that's what I really love about Houston is because I've had to learn how to communicate. And even within the last year and a half, my idea of what loving me has changed Mm -hmm. in drastic ways. And so I've had to learn how to effectively communicate those needs to someone else and trust that you're going to respect that Mm -hmm. because you can tell someone this is what I need this is my love language this is how I receive love this is how I give it this is how I need to feel secure you can say it to your face is blue and the nigga's not gonna it's not guaranteed that they're gonna respect it you know Mm -hmm. and so I've been fortunate enough because my life a whole ass joke but I've been fortunate enough at least through the later parts of my years that I'm I'm putting myself in positions where even like romantically, platonically, even like as far as like my family goes, they're 
they're accepting of the ways that loving me is changing. Right. I love that. That was a side note to, like, one of the things that I really love about Houston, but... Yeah. No, relationships, they're fucking hard. And niggas are fucking weird. I think it's just harder in themselves because of roles that are imposed, like, through church, family, older generations. But they're way more big on family down here. As Niggas want to trap you with a baby after day one. Yeah, like, whereas, like, back home, like, the relationships that I've been in, like, they... Like, I'm, I know one relationship, like, we discussed having children, but, like, at the time, I was, like, 22, you know? And I was, like, I was absolutely not ready to be anybody's mother. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still out going out, drinking, Living doing life. what I wanted to do. And, like, he was much older than me, so he was at the place where he felt like, okay, this is what I want to do. But it was, like, and, like, he would constantly bring it up, and I would just change the subject every single time mm. because, like... I'm not trying to have no baby with you, mm-hmm. you know? So, but that I think that was the only guy, like, that really verbally said that they wanted to have a baby with me. And, but other than that, it's, like, it's just been, like, oh, we're just dating. And, like, coming from a small city, like, people don't, my age, really don't get married, you know? Mm. Like, down here, they get married straight out of high school, you feel me? So... Like, I don't know, it's just, they just think of family different down here, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the South, slaves and shit, and, you know, that's how I feel, like, you know, when, I don't know what happened after slavery in Texas, but, like, you know, you want to stick together as much as possible, Mm. so it possibly may not happen again, you know? And I think, like, because the the Bible is such a is such a heavy influence here. I mean, like, even at Cisco, which is like, it's a global organization, like corporation. It's not like it's only based in Texas. And at the corporate office, like, people would have Bibles on their desk. We would pray during meetings. Like, it was just something oh, I never experienced. No, I loved that they prayed over me, especially if I was having bad days and when I was struggling with my nightmares. One of the ladies came over and she like prayed over me and I felt like that is how they're showing me that they love, you know? Right. So I appreciated it and I never felt like disrespect or uncomfortable. But I think because the Bible is so, it's so important to them. Like I live in a small college town right now and the Baylor University is a Christian university. And so the girls have a thing called ring before spring. So, like, they want to be engaged before spring so that they can, you know, get married in the summer or something. So when I was talking to one of the girls, I'm this like... Is like their senior year of college? No, nigga. It's like freshman year. Ew. And so... Well, I don't judge them because I think it's what's important to them. But when I was talking to one of the girls who... I work at a shelter, so we have interns that come in. Right. And so I was talking to one of the girls because I'm just curious. And so the thing is, though, like... When you talk about sex and intimacy, those are things you can't do until you are married in the Bible Belt. It's frowned upon. That is, it's a cultural difference. And so when you think of these girls who come from conservative Christian homes or mm-hmm. they don't even need to be conservative, but just like where you, you enforce these rules, like these are the standards of my house. You can't have sex until marriage. You can't have any form of intimacy until marriage. 
Yeah, bitch, I'm getting married right out of high school because my hormones are raging. I think this man loves me. He wants to protect me. Other generations have done it, and they've lasted. What's going to be the difference? Now, is it for me? No. I don't know. I feel like with social, with, you know, the internet and stuff now, like, it's, I feel like it does become more of a challenge for relationships to last because people are, people show their insecurities on social media. All the time. All the time. It's so weird. People can't. There's people that cannot handle, like, oh, like, I remember, like, th- people have this same discussion on Twitter all the freaking time, and I'm tired of this shit. Like, oh, how would you feel if your man likes another girl's picture? I do not care. You want to know why I do I care? sit and talk about a beautiful woman with my nigga in person. I'm like, damn, look at the ass on this girl. Not to, you know... De- like minimize her because she's more right. than just her beautiful body. But I love women's bodies. I don't give a fuck if the nigga, the nigga, if the nigga want to cheat, the nigga gonna cheat. It don't matter if he got social media or not. Exactly. Like who gives a fuck? Exactly. So people show their insecurities. They protect That's their so insecurities weird. all the time. Like I am so tired of people having that same freaking discussion because it's like who cares? I do not care. Actually, no, because when I first started dating Harry, no, no, no. We have been dating for a minute now. So this is the ex from, for people who don't know, it's the ex from Connecticut that I had broke up with and then ended up moving to Texas over. Um, when he had first got... <laughs> When he first got social media, you know, Harry was 11 years older than me, so his social media engagement looked a lot different than mine. Sorry to be actually putting your name out there. Um, I'm sure he does not listen to me. Well, who knows? Uh, But um, he was, was, like, online liking, like, all these, like, naked, like, half-naked girls' booty pictures, and it'd be things like, oh, like this, and I'll compare and see if, like, we look good together. Just random things. I'm like, I went crazy. And after that, I was like, no social media. But now that I'm old, I'm almost 30, so I'm feeling great. I'm excited, bitch. 30s is supposed to be the, the, the best years. 20s are meant for, like, grinding. 30s, I'll be, like, settled, have my life together, whatever, whatever. But um, at this point, I'm like, who gives a fuck? You, you can cupcake... I ain't no angel, so I ain't out here to demonize you over some dumb shit. I don't got time for that shit. Like, I could be doing other shit with my time than, than, um... Checking the Explore page, seeing who you liking? Right, like, who got time for that shit? But, um, what were we talking about originally? I forgot this fucking train of thought. Sorry, guys. Um, we were saying... (laughs) We were talking about, oh, social media, how it makes it difficult now oh, today. Oh, yeah. So, like, I feel like it does make it a little bit more challenging. So, that's why, like, you don't really see relationships lasting as long and people, like, just in and out of relationships constantly. Because it's like, I feel like a lot of people are just chasing after the next thing. The idea. The idea of a relationship. But people in that, and like, you know, back to the internet, like, we're on our phones a lot, you know? Like, we don't really sit and interact with mm-hmm. people face-to-face. So it's like, people don't know how to communicate. People don't know how to hold a conversation. People don't know how to, you know, pick up the phone to call people anymore, you know? Like, so I, I don't know. Like, and I feel like when you're 18, you really don't even know anything about life. But I feel like, you know, those generations, like, yeah... They could get married because it's like 
what else is out here for me to do? You know, like, it's not like they have the internet where they can be like, ooh, look at homegirl, you know? So... And there's so many know, more options, and, like, the internet makes everything look so good. So, like, what you have at home might really be the best thing for you. But everything looks, like, everything looks so... I want a baby so bad. I want a kid so bad. Because I see them online. All my friends have babies. They're just so perfect. But I'm also not up at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning when the baby got an ear infection and shitting all over the crib or whatever they do. Like, I don't have to deal with that. And so I think that's what I think about relationships. Like, what I have at home could be a million times better than this beautiful, sexy, God-sent man who's only, like posting great pictures, but probably has, like, the worst personality, probably beats on women, or whatever the case may be, you know, right. has right. mommy issues or whatever the case, so I think yeah, it just makes it difficult. Right, so, I mean, to each his own, if you want to get married out of high school and a freshman in college, do do you. I, I'm 27, and I'm very... I shouldn't say I'm very single. I guess I am very single. I'm kind of yes, single. We was just at I'm the... I'm a little single. I'm... I'm what? Girl, shut your ass. That's why I, I was going to say, you you respect my privacy, <laughs> so I'm going to respect yours. Bless up. Respect <laughs> your privacy. Bless up. All 2019, please. Yes, but no. Um, Do you think that you're going to stay in Houston? I think that I will stay. Um, Do you I feel like this I, is home for you? It, it really is home, and I'm, I'm grateful because, like, you know, I feel like, I'm finally coming into who Zakia really is, you know, like I'm finally experiencing that and, you know, understanding who I am as a person, you know, so it's like, I feel like I need to stay here, mm. you know, and then also, I don't even like to say this word, but like, I guess you could say I converted to another religion like I don't go to church anymore so like you know being in this religion being in Islam it has really changed my life in you know a short six months you mm -hmm. know like I'm learning you know just how to do things on my own like I feel like a lot of times we look outside ourselves to figure out what is going on within mm -hmm. us and like you know you have to be patient, you know, number one. But number two, like, what has helped me a lot is meditating, mm. you know? Like, even if it's five minutes, like, and I think, and I sent you that thing where people think, like, you know, meditating has to look a certain way, mm. and it doesn't have to look a certain way. But, you know, like, being in this religion, but these are things, like, being in this religion and this movement, I've always wanted something like this, to be in something like this because I feel like, you know, a lot of melanated people, Asiatics, like, we talk a good game about how, oh, we need to unite or whatever, blah, 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 we need to stick together. And it's like, there's a whole organization out here that's trying to do exactly what you complain about, but you are so, so caught up in your own freaking head mm. and you're so worried about what you know, Europeans are doing to you that you don't even want to fix what your own community, you know? So it's like, I'm really grateful that I'm surrounded by people that are like-minded. And, you know, there's temples all over the United States, but I feel like 
I found a family here. So, like, as of right now, I don't see myself leaving. Um, Because I want to eventually, like, I want to buy a condo. Mm. Like, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but, like, I know I do want to buy a condo. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I want a baby, too. Like, but I don't know when that's going to happen. But, so, for the meantime, like, a condo is... The way my you... next big purchase. That's commitment. Cause you yeah. think like, cause people like people buy houses like they fucking jeans in Texas. Niggas yeah, love buying right. a house, but I think like for someone who's never like owned a house or doesn't know anyone that's ever owned a house outside of like Texans, um, it's a big step and it's a real commitment. I don't want to be in a house by myself either. You know, I don't like, want to be. I'm scared. I feel like condos are, like, the single woman's, like, thing. Like, that's our thing. Like, we buy condos. I love it. No, Well, seriously. Summer got one. Oh, she got a condo? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's what she ended up buying. But Bob she also, it. like, is in a way different. Oh, yeah. She's an like engineer, right? <laughs> yeah, her life is a lot yeah, more. Yeah, it looks a lot different than ours, but. No, I, I wouldn't want to buy a house just yet because, like, I feel like a house is just too much responsibility, especially, like, as of right now, I'm single. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... You know, things can change. I may And the market's growing, and so you can sell it when you're done. Right, exactly. Make some profit off of it. Yeah. So, what's your plan? Do you stay in, in Texas? Um, in I don't H-10, know. Well, whack town. Well, we're def- I definitely am not going to stay in Waco. Like, Waco's not home. I mean, I really like it. I think, like, as far as, like, because I work for a nonprofit at a shelter where there's not a lot of people... I don't make a lot of money. So, you know, I work part-time as a server, and it's I'm in a place where I'm, like, able to save money. Um, I made some really good friends. I want to go back and get my master's degree. So I think, like, it works for the time being, and I would like to stay there until 2020, ideally. Because if I start going, if I start my master's program next fall, I'd be done by the following summer. And so I would like to move back to Houston then. Mm-hmm. But... um I don't know, like, I didn't think Houston was, like, I don't think that this is, like, my home. I do love being in Texas. I think it's a great place, but it's not my home. But I don't know if my home is specifically, like, a location, you know? Home is where the heart is. Yes. So, I don't know. I think I'm, like... No, I agree. And so just trying to figure out what that looks like to me and just the idea. And, you know, like, I'm always scared of commitment. Any commitment makes me nervous. And so I think saying, like, this is where I'm going to settle, I'm like, I want to move here. Then I want to move here. Then I want to move here. And then I'll come back to Houston and have kids. But it's like, it ain't. I want to have a career and I want to, like, really start focusing. So I don't know. I think I might be here, especially if I have kids. My nigga got family here. I got family here. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, myself raising children here. And also, like... Not their public schools, though, because niggas here are not that smart. And I don't um, care if that offends people, but I see y'all curriculums. Well, I would like to homeschool my children. Like, that's my goal. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because I don't have any right now. But, um... Also, like, I've created a network with other podcasters out here, too. And um, I want to start, you know, event curating. Like, that's my next 
Um, That'd be so much fun. That's my next venture. So, are you gonna do another chicks at mix? Um, I want to, but I don't know yet. My goal is to do one in the next couple months or a few months. But like, what I'm trying to do now, like with the next venture. It's like gonna be much bigger than just focusing on females. So, yeah, we'll see. Do you have anything? Because I know we're gonna wrap up soon. Do you have anything going into 2019 that like this is what you're not so much a goal, but like these this is what I want to focus on. My my theme for next year is discernment. Mm. That's my theme for next year: discernment because. Um, a lot of the times I'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do, whatever. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to come with, you know, one, trusting myself. And then also trusting a lot to, like, know that whatever I do decide is going to work out, you know, like, mm -hmm. no matter what. And then, like, I know in the past, like, I've always been, like, super confused about what it is I should do. And, like... With that comes prayer, and with me, um, my challenge is being intentional and specific in my prayers. Mm. So, like, that's what I'm going to also focus on next year is, like, when I do pray, I need to be specific about what I'm praying for so that I can get a clear answer, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't have to be toiling back and forth with, oh, what should I do, what should I do, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? So... Like, that's my theme for next year. I like that. How about you? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I really just want to, uh, and it's cliche, but, like, I need to just work on a better version of myself, mm -hmm. being the best version of myself. Um, and that comes with discipline mm -hmm. and, you know, just challenging myself and being open to challenges and accepting Accepting the path that, like, life is taking me on. I struggle so much with wanting to control every aspect of my life. Um, and I think it's just taken so much of a toll on, like, my emotional health and physical health. And mm -hmm. I want to be in a place where, like, I'm up for whatever. Um, but I need, to, I need to work on myself. Especially if I, like, want to stay in social work and just the secondary trauma that comes with the job um, and being mindful of, like, burnout and stuff. I just want to get to a good place. So discipline, I think, will be the overall theme of my year. Mm -hmm. Discipline with money, discipline with food, discipline with the gym, therapy, journaling. There are a lot of things I want to do to be a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be nicer to people. <laughs> I'm going to try. I've been doing good each year. I feel like ah. I become sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And, you know. Yeah, it's been six months for me, and I've had a few slip-ups. <laughs> that's amazing, though, because before you were going crazy multiple times a day. Yeah. And now. It's great. I'm doing amazing. The only fight we've had was because of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, because usually I'm the one that's You don't got to tell all the business. You ain't got to go into detail. <laughs> but that's okay. We learn and we grow. And yeah, you 
love them regardless, so it'll be good. Right. <laughs> and I feel like that, that also helps our relationship to become stronger, too. So I'm grateful for that. And I thank you for sitting mm. with me and chatting, even though we're, we chat all the fucking time. Well, not really, because this bitch don't have to pick up the phone for me. All right. Well, I hope y'all have a blessed <laughs> night. <laughs> But that's okay because, like, Jackie's friends complain about her not picking up the phone. I'd be like, oh, I don't have that problem. I just call 30 times. <laughs> Nigga, when you were calling back to back today, I was like, you know what? <laughs> she want me to be crazy. I'm just trying to open up Christmas gifts with my mom. Oh got my her a candle. Gosh, that is so funny because, like, people really be complaining about you not picking up the phone. I never. That should stay on Do Not Deserve. But I'd be like, home, I don't care. Let me call her work okay. phone. That is so weird. Zakia calls my work phone. No one else has ever called me. Not even my nigga on the line. Um, and she's oh like, what are you God. doing? I'm like, bitch, working, hanging out. That is so funny. No, I love you. And I know you. And that's the thing. You don't take it personal. You don't think, like, I'm just being neglectful. Like, no, bitch. I'm just fucking decompressing from my tough-ass life right now. No, I know. I know. But I'm so right. grateful you moved here, and I love you, and I'm so excited. You. You've grown Thank so much. You. You've grown so much. Your hair has grown so much. You too. know, and we about to cut it off. I keep looking. I cannot with you. This is funny. I'm but excited. thank you guys for listening. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a. I shouldn't say hope. Sorry, I'm working on my vocabulary. I want you guys. I know you guys will have a prosperous, mm. peaceful, loving end of the year and. Um, you guys should come up with themes for next year for your life next I year. Like that. I like I feel like when you try to do all of these things, like it just starts to become overwhelming. So like, if you could focus on like, okay, this is gonna be a theme for my life, and you know, as I go through the year, like this theme will help me to get through mm -hmm. these other things. Okay. All right. So yeah, make sure that you're subscribed and all that, and I'll see you guys next year. We'll talk to you guys next year. Bye. Peace.